Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Ah! Hey, hey, folks. Here we are. We're here. We're queer. And uh, full of cheer. It is the Jewish New Year. Is that right? I know Rosh Hashanah's next week. No, that's Uh-oh. in two weeks. It's today. Something's. What's in two weeks? Something's on the 28th. I think my period. Two weeks. I don't know. Two weeks notice. Who knows? There's something on the 28th. I was emailing this woman about her podcast, and then she said, I am aware that 28th is... Oh, Yom Kippur. Ah, yes. That's the 28th. I thought Yom Kippur was New Year. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yamanika. I don't know what Yom Kippur is. Shelby, do you know you you look like a, a heeb? I thought Yom Kippur was something big. It's something big, but... Just a shout out to the Jews for all these extra holidays, because I think if you have jobs, you get off for them. Yeah, it's nice. All right, I'm looking it up. Nice. Rosh Hashanah has begun. Aha. Uh-huh. The Jewish holiday leads into Yom Kippur, but mm. I don't know what Yom Kippur is. When are Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Maybe it's Halloween for them? I don't know. That would be fun. Do they get their own hum- Halloween? I don't know. I'm going to write in what what is Yom Kippur. There you go. Give it a goog. The most solemn religious fast of the Jewish year, the last of the 10 days of penitence Mm. that begin with Rosh Hashanah. So that's like the final day. There's Rosh Ah. Hashanah and Yom Kippur, also known as the Day Day of Atonement. Ooh. It's the holiest day of the year. Ah. So that's something. That's something. See, that's the thing about the Jews is not only do they have a holiday, but the holiday has an ending, and that day is important. Like they got the eight days of Christmas and all, or, or eight holy nights, whatever it is. Twelve days of Christmas. Oh, that's us. They got the menorah. Right. Labia menorah. Yeah. So what, what other holidays are there? There's, there's Hanukkah, Rosh yeah. Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Purim. Porum? I think porum or porridge or uh, pour some sugar on me. Something, something porum. Are you sure that's not Yom Kippur? Um, I, <laughs> I think they're related. Well, I don't they're know. all related, I think. Yeah, that's true. There, there's a lot of incest. Is there other ones? Know. I think there's more. Uh, ah, shit. Isn't Call there... in if you know. Isn't there a Ramadan? Ramadan! I think that's the 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 muzz. Fuck. Yeah. They're I all very stink. similar. They like it live in that dirty, sandy area and they hate each other. I just did um Shafi Hossein's podcast, Americanized, and we talked about 9-11. Ooh. And he was like, "What was the, what was how did that shape your impression of Muslims? What did you, what, <laughs> what did you know of Muslims before then?" And I was like, "I'll tell you what, I never heard of Muslim before then." Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck. I mean, I was 19. I was an alcoholic. I grew up in Whitman. I'm like, <laughs> I'd never heard anyone say Islam in my life. I didn't know what the fuck that was. 
No, I've heard. Uh, I've heard. I've heard of Muslims. You know, you got the curvy sword, the the hoods, the robes. The women can't wear shit. They can't drive, much like the Asians. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't. Uh, you're right. Nine Eleven put them on the map. It broke them. It was like Bill Burr's Philly set, and yeah. uh, and then then ISIS pops up, and that's a whole another thing. Well, that was. Quite a while later, that was uh, that was Obama, the the mm. vacuum of Iraq and all that shit, and but that's that's a bad first impression, I have to say. Yeah, but maybe I, I I knew about Muhammad Ali. I think he was a Muslim, so maybe I had oh. some degree. It's hard to remember pre nine eleven now. Right, I I think Malcolm X was a Muzzy as well. Yes, Nation of Islam, Black Islam, something. But I, I, I didn't know about Malcolm X. I mean, I saw the film a little bit. I got bored and turned it off because I was 12 or whatever. Yeah. I, was like, I don't what, what? know about this. I rewatched it. Everybody raves about it. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. I mean, it's. I remember it was the double set with the big X on yes, it. Yes, yes. It was one of those ones where uh, even as a kid, you're like, beautiful film, loved it. But I'm like, I can't get through that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, same, same. It was, uh, it was a little much. Those Spike Lees, a lot of these directors have a bit of an ego. They don't want to cut the shit down. Oh, no question about it. Uh, but, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know much before. After, nor was I like uh, after nine eleven, be like these Muslims. It was just like, all right, so they're they're Muslim or something. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I, I got a couple of Muz friends, and they uh, they really had some airport stories. And I remember after nine eleven, every black comic was like, they're the new N words. That was like a big bit, you know. Yeah, that was big. We all united to hate this group. That was that was big. Yeah, and and then Indian kids got the brunt of it too because they're like, "Oh, you fucking muzzy," and they're like, "I'm Indian. I'm I'm Hindu or elephant with eight arms. I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, it was a strange, kooky time, no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad that's over. Now everything's great. Yeah, everything's fine now, and uh, hunky dory. You ever use uh, that one, David Bowie? What's that? Is that his? That's an album. Hunky Dory. Oh, but that's not where it came from, right? No, no. Oh, that's I like a leave it to beaver term, but I think he just called an album Hunky Dory. Yeah, what what is the metamorphosis of Hunky Dory? Now that's a good question. Maybe it was a a, a lesbian named Dory and people were like she's a little hunky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I pulled that out of my my labia, but uh yeah, Hunky Dory, where'd that come from? Yeah, it doesn't it's not some of these things are never explained. Is yes. it related to Humpty Dumpty? Because those are pretty oh, close. Fun fact about Humpty Dumpty. I read all these facts. Humpty Dumpty, in the original story, there's no mention that he's an egg. I don't know where that came from. That just oh, morphed yeah. over uh, over anal. Strange. Strange times. Hmm? How about Spick and Span? Where's that from? Well, let's not get involved in that. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying. I'm just saying. We're already in touchy territory with the Muslim talk. Sure. We start going Spick. I mean, forget about it. We're going to get shut down. Sure. Hey, hey I'm not, uh, I didn't invent it, but it exists, and I'm just bringing it up. And Span lives matter, so let's just move forward here. <laughs> Jesse Spano. Um, oh. All right, I, I got a ton of, of, of jizz here to, to put on your chin. I got a lot of stuff, too, and I, I just got to say this. Jesse Spano, I had zero attraction to, similar to the Gyllenhaal. I, I, I'd rather fuck Slater 
and Zach at the same time. Then, uh, in fact, Zach's mom was hotter than Jesse Spano. Oh, I don't remember the the, the Morris Morris Milf. Oh, she was she was a milf. She had the high ha- curly hair that like came out to here, like one of the Marge Simpson sisters, but it was kind of sexy. Oh God, not into that. But Spano, give her another look because I think you grow into it. It's like it's like Brussels sprouts. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, get that away from me. And then when you're an adult, you're like, eh, it's not bad. Here, I got to tell you, I've been I'm watching reruns because I bought it, you know, and I've been I've been watching Saved by the Bell, and it's nothing. She's too lanky, which I know is the pot calling the kettle, you know, spick and span. But right, she's a lanky lady. She's got a high waist. Her legs are too long. Her face is too narrow. The hair stinks. Kapowski's a smoke show. Turtle's hot, but uh, Jesse, yeah, yeah. she blows. Uh, I, I, I agree. She's, she's a tree. She's eight feet tall. And I hate the curly hair. And I, you know, I'm a pot calling the kettle a muzzy. So I'm with you. But again, we don't want to fuck people who look like us. Is that so wrong? I mean, she looks like me. She looks like me <laughs> in, in a, a long wig, basically. And yeah. even showgirls stinks. But uh, Kapowski is really something. Yeah, Kapowski's a, a knockout, and she got uh, breast implants later in life, which was a big hit on the uh, the internet when that was new. Hmm, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's something else. Although she has that Val Kilmer thing, where some people, the older they get, the wider their f- head gets. Uh, she got wide. Her head got wider. I don't know. Hey, uh, uh, call yeah. in. She always had a big head. When you watch those early apps, she had big head, poofy hair, but great body. And those dresses, I was really into those like spandex, yes. super tight, short, one piece yes. dress things. Oh. I mean, I just fantasized, but like a, like a florally spandexy, Jesse spandex, like a tight thing with the, the long gams and the little sneakers. I mean, it was really something else. I mean, I was beaten off every five o'clock TBS. Same. You know who sucked was Tori. Oh, she stinks, but you know me, Uh-oh. looking back now, I wouldn't mind having her with that leather jacket, the bike helmet, she she lifts my ankles and jerks my cock into my own mouth, and then, you know, sticks a, a motorcycle boot up my ass, I'm kind of into that. All right, all right, a little uh, little hunky-dory, if you ask me, hunky-tory, she was a little, <laughs> little uh, what, bull, bull dikey, I hate to use the term, but... I don't. I don't like the helmet. I don't like the boots. We've got a chain wallet. Get out of here! What are you, a biker? Come on! But every every once in a while, that's nice. I picture her taking the, the the American flag from the classroom and sticking it right up my pipe, and you know what I mean. And sure. saluting and God bless America. I get it. <laughs> well, I got a couple of angry things I got to get out, and I got a couple beautiful things, and I got a couple weird things. Well, right. Right, what do you got there, Fatty? I got a few of those, too. I mean, let, let me just start with one angry. I'll lead into your angry, because I got a little thing that's right up a, a classic Tuesday. All right. I got a bone to pick, an axe to grind, and and uh, a, a dick to suck. So you you go. Great. I got a nose to pick and a, a dick a dick to be sucked so all right i'm ready so listen to this one this is like mind-blowing sign of the times entitlement all the bullshit oh oh boy i hate it already so yesterday i'm walking on broadway in astoria i meet up with veter every morning now it's adorable it's like a billy crystal book i go and i I meet up with veter he's got the baby i talk to the baby he ignores it we have a good time And it's it's nice. I mean, you you see the baby, you suck its dick a little, you slap it around, and then 
Gary and I, you know, I got my arm around him. We got the baby. And we talk comedy. It's beautiful. I mean, like... I'm picturing the, the the movie cover for My Giant. Remember that shit box? <laughs> <laughs> You're the big, big guy, and he's this little fucking pipsqueak. Well, Veter is... He's pushing the baby carriage, and his hands are above his head. It's up here. He's got, the baby can't even see Veter. He's so uh, little. Uh, by the way, I got to plug Veter's show, Bartolino's. He's got mm. the best show in the city every mm. Saturday night in Astoria. If you're in Astoria, go to the show. You got to go over there, folks. All right. I, I want to do it. If I'm in town, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to do it. Well, I'll, I'll get into Bartolino's in a minute, but let me just get this. So so I'm meeting up with Gary. I'm walking, and he's walking down Broadway. I'm walking up Broadway. And you need to see someone in the distance. It's so yes. exciting. You're trying to like wave, and there's like seven blocks between you. But he doesn't and, get any bigger, even if he gets closer. Same size. So we're look, you know these streets in Astoria, it's not like the city where you could just see right down the street. So I'm crossing the street here in New York, and it's all one ways. And I'm looking down the street where the traffic would be coming towards me, you know? Yeah, Like, yep. to cross the street, and there's no cars. I can see there's just no cars for a mile. So I'm like, mm. I'm going to cross the street. I don't have the walk light. But you can clearly see no traffic coming clear as day. You can see as far as the horizon, no cars. So it's me very these, unlike you, by the way. Well, I like rules. Yes. You know me. I'm a rule guy. But, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like a cornfield over here. There's All nothing. Right. And All I'm right. with, I got a team. You know, you, I got a walking crew. And there's a little Asian lady and, and another lady. Not sure uh-huh. ethnicity. It's hard with the mask, but the Asians are a little easier because the eyeball sort of. Sure, sure. You know it goes. But I digress. Charlie. So, it's the three of us, and I'm in the lead. I start walking. They're right behind me, as a woman should be. Yes. And as I'm crossing the street, I just hear, hey, 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 beep, 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 beep. And I look over, and here's a third woman on one of those motorized scooters. And uh-huh. she's whipping up the wrong way on a one-way street, blasting through the intersection. And she's wow. going, hey, what is this? Hey. <laughs> and so I stop, and I look, and I go, you're going the wrong way. And I didn't yell. I'm not yeah. an asshole. I just said, you're going the wrong way. And she, as she passes at like 20 miles an hour, she goes, no, I'm not. Wow. And then uh, I go, yeah, you are. Like she's, <laughs> This is all why she's moving. She's like... And she yelled over her shoulder, "Am not!" Wow! And then the two Psycho. women both the two women both go, "Yes, she is totally." She. It was nice to get those dopamines where they were all like, "Yeah, yeah, that's crazy." Yes. And I turned to him, and we all had our masks, so we're good people. And I was like, uh, "That's a tough argument to make, right?" And they're like, "She's crazy. That was nuts. Holy shit!" And it was like, "Okay, but how insane that she's pleading a case that I'm not going the wrong way." Yes. It's a one-way is... street, and she's going through the intersection. There's not even a traffic light facing her because she's going wow. the wrong way to one way. So I'm like, I, I hope I hope she's dead. I hope she got hit by a truck. Same. I hope she's dead. And you're right. You, you nailed it on the head there, Fatty. It's a sign of the times. It's exactly what we've become. And and here's the, the bummer about it is there's no convincing her. You could put the one-way, you could smash her face into the one-way sign, and she'll still never budge. She'll go, ah, I'm doing it right. I'm doing it my way. My way is the right way. Truth to power, BLM, whatever the fuck. Like, but it's the wrong way. It was very strange, and, and you know, I, I admit we were, we were jaywalking or whatever. We we're crossing against the light, but there's no cars coming the right way. You don't even think to look that way because no. there wouldn't be any cars coming. That that would be psychotic. And 
I don't mind that she's going the wrong way, whatever. But if I wish it had gone, hey, hey, watch out. And I'm like, you're going the wrong way. And she's like, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm yes. late for work or whatever because, hey, I'm breaking a rule. You're breaking a rule. It's all fine. I didn't. I tried not to Karen it. I wasn't like, hey, you cunt. But right. I just said, you're going the wrong way. No, I'm not. And I said, yeah, yeah you are. And she said, am not, which is like classic, like a kid. Yeah. Wow. And look, I'm a, I'm a hog rider myself, and I go the wrong way all the time, and I've been yelled at, and I go, oh, I give him one of the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah. Well, Man, that is mind-boggling. Just the, the blatant, I do what I want, I'm never wrong, even though I am wrong constantly, fuck you. It was straight, and this is the show I've been pitching, and we talked about it before on here, but uh, in consideration, and the idea of the show is I want to stop that person and interview them. What do you mean you're not going the wrong way? What are you thinking? Is it crossing your mind that you're in danger, or you're just in a hurry so you don't give a shit, or it hadn't even occurred to you? But how are you making the case right. that you're not going the wrong way? And here's what's going to happen. Let's say you sat her down, you tied her up, you slapped her around a little bit, the best you're going to get from her is, well, you were jaywalking. And you go, yes, I was, but you went the wrong way. And she's going to go, but you were jaywalking. And you're like, I know, but I need your twat come guzzling ass to admit that you were going the wrong way. I need you to s- acknowledge that, but they never will. Right. It was a, a weird situation, but it felt fun. But, you know, now with the podcast, you just you pull over to the side and you start Write that yep. down. That's fun. And then I can see the ladies, they're texting. They're like, you wouldn't believe what I just saw. And all of life is just collecting something to talk about. It's like, nice. Yeah. I meet up with Vitor. I'm like, check this out. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. It's a launching off point. It's crazy. And I'm and stuff like that really chaps my cunt because I'm such a analytical. I think both of us, we're so uh, literal and whatever the hell. We analyze everything. So that kind of stuff just bothers me because you just want to shake her by the shoulders and go, you are. Admit it. Admit it. But they never will. Yeah, it's tough, and I guess that becomes ego a little bit because you're like, just say it. But, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. she was she was so, um, you know, emphatic that she wasn't. So that was that was weird. I don't know, but what can you do? But anyways, wait, stick some things up my ass and see if I come all over the computer screen. Also, a party wants to talk to her parents. You know, like. Did she do that as a kid and just grow into that, or she become that way? Did you, did you raise a piece of shit, or what? What happened there? But whatever. Yeah, I, that I, is. That's a good I point. Think too much about this stuff. So your thing bleeds into my thing nicely. So uh, you mentioned scooter hog. Here we are. I'm trying not to get too angry here, but I'm pissed. Number four, bike cover stolen. Come on! What? And I thought you one, had. I thought you came up with something. Well, I, I you know, I've uh, fooled me once. I'll eat you out. Fool me twice. I'm a homosexual. But now, I bought the bike cover. You know, I used to just have a black cover that goes over, covers the rain and the elements. Then I got hip and wise, and I bought a bike cover that you can put the lock through. So now I'm locking up the bike and the cover. They ripped okay. that right off. Ripped. Now oh. you just see the two little rings, the metal rings on the block, which held the bike cover on, oh. right off. Jesus. And did it rip anything off the bike? Is the bike fine? The structure? Well, it's funny you bring that up, because, you know, I walk out, I go, oh, the bike cover's gone. That's a bitch. It's it's $18. I order a new one, even though it's fourth one now. But, hey, it's a tough city. It's a pandemic. But 
Here's the clinker. Somebody stole my ignition key right out of the ignition. What? They took the key. They took the key, but not the bike? No. Well, the bike's locked up, so I guess they couldn't get, ah. get it off. But I, I talked to the super. He's like, that's crazy. I talked to a, the, a, a bike repair guy. He's like, I've never heard of that because... It's like stealing just a car key. The car is is in a garage or whatever, but you just take the key, and now I can't start the bike. Well, they do it just to fuck with you, I guess. It's like taking someone's antenna and just whipping it into the bushes. That's what it is. I even walked up and down the street. Like, maybe he just took it out and chucked it out of anger or like, fuck this guy, like a drunk teen or whatever it was. And I'm clueless. I called a bike guy. He's like, well, you could either... Call the Gorelli manufacturer, see if they can make you a new key. Because, you know, these keys aren't just willy-nilly. It's like a specific key. And yeah. a, the bike is 30-something years old, so it's a whole thing. Jesus. So what happens now? First, I mean, I got to ask, and this is annoying, but why are you leaving the key in the ignition? Well, I mean, I just, I guess I assumed uh, if it's locked up, you can't start the bike and drive it off anyway. So I've left the key in for two years. I've never had a problem. Uh, but I guess with the with the cover off, now the bike is exposed, and the rest of the bike is fine. It's in ship shape, but just that that key is MIA. It makes you wonder if someone's fucking with you, if they've seen you go up the wrong way, or they, they saw your act, or you know what I mean, or you, you know, <laughs> took a shit in their toilet. Like, what the hell is this? I know. It's, it's mentally fucking me up, so uh, I, I'm getting pretty pretty cool with the uh, the bicycle repair guy where we're, we're chums now and he was like i have a kind of a master type key i'm gonna send you and try that if that doesn't work we have to take out the whole wiring and rewire it and put a new key in and all this shit so that's where we're at now oh my god ah! this is brutal it's almost like you gotta just take it in the house hang it on the wall like Seinfeld and exactly. uh, and have it just be a decoration and a memory and buy yourself a, a, a vehicle. I know. That's where I'm at. Like, this city cannot be trusted. I mean, look, I get it. It's the bu- busiest city in America, and I've got a bicycle sitting on the fucking public sidewalk. But Jesus, hey, channel, I am, I'm really getting up the pooper on this, uh, on this hog. There's a new <laughs> thing every week, and every time I go out to do a gig in... Whatever city, I come back, and right when the Uber pulls up to my house, I'm like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be spray-painted, jizzed on? Uh, you know, is it going to have a, a swastika on it? Like, I don't know. That's that's awful. I, I feel for you. That's brutal. I mean, I just got, we talked about it last week, the garage spot from my car. And yes. even that's weird, having the key to my car live at a parking garage. Right. And you just hand it to a guy, and I'm always afraid of Ferris Bueller. I, I walk away. I walk backwards. Because I'm waiting to see him just fucking peel out of there in my 20... You know, these Sentras are a hot vehicle for the young sure, kids. Sure, sure, You can get up to 48 in that thing. But but do you, do you slightly... I know you feel better, but is there paperwork? So if something happens that, that's on them? I got to assume I could sue them if something happened to my car. I mean, like, I would think. I mean, I'm handing them my car. I signed some things. I didn't yeah. read the shit. I've never read anything in my life. But uh, so I, I assume if they... Because if they lose the key... Like you, these keys now, they're, they're K-Fobs or whatever yes. the fuck it's called. They, they they cost like 500 bucks, so yeah. hopefully it's, that, it's That's it's all them, good. yeah. If they lose that, that, that ain't that ain't cheap. But I, I do have the feeling every time. Now, it's pretty great. Last night was the first time 
I did it all without a hitch. I text them car. It says eight minutes. I get there. As I walk in, they pull it out. There it is. I leave. I come back. I leave the car. I say, take care. And I'll tell you, driving over that Queensboro Bridge, knowing I don't have to look for parking is so beautiful. I can't even describe it. P-O-M. Yes. Pussy of men. (laughs) That's a hell of a film with Clive Owen. Um, but yeah, peace of mind, baby. That's what you're paying for right there. And then, but it's just such a jizz rag when I'm out in Jersey and I'm driving with Doug Key to do the Stress Factory, and you just see all the houses with their driveways and their two car garages, and you go, man, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yep. How ironic that you're with Doug Key. Ah. Man, good call there, sloppy jalopy. But yeah, it's hard not to think about. I mean, even here now, we we got lucky with the downstairs, but like, there's no stairs connecting it, so it's still like a different apartment. The toilet's running all day, and and there's no place to park, and all all that shit. You want a yard? I mean, wouldn't you kill to smoke cigars in my backyard? Oh, that would be lovely. That'd be lunch. We get a fire pit going, and roast a, a mallow or something. Talk shit. That'd be great. Oh yeah. So, well, all right. So, what else you got? Because we, I mean, we're already fucking halfway through the show here. I want to hear your oh. axe to grind. You still got a nose to pick and a guy to fuck. All right. Well, uh, I'll get into some some positivity just because uh, I got a whole other thing, and I might have to save it because this is like a this is like a twenty minute there because you're gonna have questions and it's 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 got layers and a, and a beginning and a middle and an end. But this, I just want to give a shout out to the the great city of San Antonio which I was never a huge fan of. I lived there for like a year when I was in college to shoot a movie. And, you know, it's a whatever city. It's hot as balls. It's Texas. It's got the Alamo. We remember it. But I just had one of those amazing, special, magical weekends. You know, it's 50% capacity, whatever it is. I'm a super spreader of of, uh, gonorrhea. I get it. But, like... Tuesdays galore. Caleb signed an opening. We had a great, uh, we had a great host, Andrew Murphy. He's won best comic in Austin back in '71 or whatever. Cool guy. Just one of those. You know, you know what it's like. Every green room you get into, you go, huh? It's a roll of the dice. Is it going to be a, a musical act? Is it going to be a ventriloquist? Is it going to be a pedophile? What do we got? No, oh, it's a fucking fat guy who never shuts up about Iron Man or whatever the fuck it is. I've worked with him. <laughs> yeah. We all know who that is. But Or it's some chick with blue hair that hates Jews or whatever you got. and Just a great mix. The club was happy to have it. They got this new manager guy. He loves comedy. He loves all of us. He wants all of us there. He's got the best taste. When you got a good manager in there or a good booker, it changes the whole game. It's not the fat guy with the mustache and the and the you know the the the, the slimy agent guy who's like, ah, I love Mencia and uh, I just book hot chicks because I want to get blown and all that. It, it's just this comedy guy, and he's like changing the whole game and booking well and it's not hacks and oh what a great weekend and then we hit up two brothers barbecue yes was it great tell me it was great because i'm gonna feel like a piece of shit if it stunk i'll have to kill myself it was beyond great it was lunch and a half it was a tight sock and a dry shoe let me let me break this down for you. So I'm I'm building it up all weekend. Thursday night I get there. I'm telling the comics the local guy had never even been there. So I was like, oh, here we go. You're gonna love it. Best barbecue in the country. So I'm getting a little nervous now. I'm building it up so much that I'm like, it's better deliver. So 
We go there on Saturday. I get there. You're not going to believe this. It's it's empty as hell, which is, I guess, pandemic shit. They lay eat inside, which is always fun. We get there. There's nobody in there. I walk up to the counter with Caleb, and Caleb goes, am I nuts? There's a guy in the back with a comedy shirt on, like my merch. What? And I go, what? No way. And I go, comedy. And he goes, Ah, Norman! Ah! Oh we my get the God. works. We get a rack of ribs. We get the pulled pork. We get a giant bucket of mac and cheese and coleslaw, what? And potato salad, extra sauce, extra. Uh, we got apple cobbler. We got a uh, fucking banana pudding. He loaded it up. Brisket, brisket. Oh my God! As the brisket. F- as far as the ask and queef, we had brisket, we had ribs, we had sausage, we had chicken thighs and turkey and gravy and I mean I, I had a miscarriage. I ate so much. Oh, the crushed ice! Did you get the crushed ice? Oh, we got the crushed ice. We got sweet tea. We got unsweet tea. We got lemonade. We got uh, grape drink, which I think they do for a certain culture. And just a great day. We had the whole restaurant. We got all the spread in the world. I got the manager. I got the host. I got the feature. I got my feet up. I was a king for a day. Oh, I love that place. That the the brisket is so moist. You could take that. You know, doctor sheet after and just put your fingers through it like yes. like like the cool mist of a summer breeze. I mean that food. I mean I came right in the in the smoker. And yes. I just remember I, we got to give shout outs to uh, what's his toes, Mushy Mike. Uh, what the fuck's his last name? Uh, Mike Alvarez or Martinez or <laughs> and and uh, Suarez. Mike Suarez. Suarez. Michael Suarez. That beautiful beautiful man took me there in 1987. He he knew the spot. I mean it smelled. You can smell it on the highway. You're approaching the exit, yes. and you can smell it. I mean, you, you, I land in the airport. I sent my uncle there. He blew me. It's unbelievable, this place. Yeah. Two brothers, and you got to go there. They got a giant smoker outside, and they got those, what are those trees, the dripping daisy or the dizzy? Weeping Willow. Weeping Willow. They yeah. got weeping willows up the Good ass. Movie. The briskets are up in the branches. It's unbelievable. Crushed ice and a Coke. Forget about it. I'd Forget rather, you know. about it. Unbelievable. It's, oh, yeah. that's great. I'd swallow my granddad's cum just for a <laughs> sniff of that brisket. Oh, and the brisket, it's so uh, tender. I mean, you can do this and just... You can just force it in your mouth, and you can chew with your tongue on your roof of the mouth. It's so tender and, and juicy. And you're right, that, that fucking... Uh, Butcher paper looks like I had a squirter on there. I mean, it's just soaked and dripping, full of uh, semen and and that placenta. And oh man, you you know you mix a brisket into the the mac and cheese, and you get it all going. Man, it's it's mouth watering. And I had so much, I boxed it up and I gave it to the staff. Oh, that's a good move. Classic yes. move. Fun move, fun move. Nobody knows about it. I was like, you ever heard of this? The manager hadn't heard of it. He's like, I've lived here in 50 years. I've never heard of this place. I'm like, Jesus H. Queef. I mean, you got to get in here. Tell the family. Yeah, that that and Mama Santa's, those are the only restaurants that I tell people because I'm doing a bit about it. Certain people of a certain ilk, they recommend things in a way that makes you want to shoot them in the tits. These people. Well, they're like, uh, well, you ever uh, you ever watch uh, this movie? No, nah, I never saw it. Oh, 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 you fucking, you piece of shit. You got to, and, you know, you try not to do that, but this place is really a, it's really a good hot load in your ass of, of goodness. Yeah, I, I do hate that guy. You know, he goes, uh, you go, you go, what does that mean, hunky-dory? He goes, you don't know what hunky-dory means? Like, well, that's part of why I asked. 
Oh, it's brutal. I mean, I got the one friend, he, he recommends movies that way, and then you do a little research on the movie, it's from 1938, and it has 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, right. get out of here, I don't need to see it, this movie stinks. It stinks, he grew up with it, or is, you know, he got molested to it, so it sticks with you, but uh, I get it, but hey, speaking of uh, the good stuff in life, we gotta talk about Tuesdays being brought to you by Native Deodorant. Mm-hmm. Love me some native. I use it. The lady uses it. My dad uses it. I always get that one uh, one armpit hair on there, and then I uh, forget to take it off, and she's pissed. You know how it goes. Uh, I believe reading labels is key. Want to know what you're getting when you buy something? That's why I love native. It's the best. It's not too pungent, but it's not nothing. It just leaves you fresh and feeling good. Aluminum forms a plug in your sweat glands. To keep you from sweating. That's why Native never uses ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. I hear talc is bad. Talc stinks. It's made with ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil or shea butter. You got to get on it. With over 10 cents, including rotating seasonals, Native has something for everybody. Wow, that's nice. Their most popular is coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, Citrus and herbal. I like the lavender. That's me, but I'm a I'm a trans woman. So you 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 tell the people what to do. I agree. I like lavender and rose. I mean, I'm always wearing lavender and rose. You know me. They call me L and R. Do what I did. Make the switch to native today by going to nativedo.com slash Tuesdays, or you use the promo code Tuesdays at checkout to get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash Tuesdays, or you can use the promo code Tuesdays at checkout for 20% off your first order. Isn't that something? And by the way, Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Talkspace. Yes, Imagine having a personalized, judgment-free support system available 24-7 for as little as $65 a week. That's less than I pay, I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. I, I got a therapist. I love my therapist, but I got lucky. I mean, I talk to so many people. I say, do you go to therapy? You go to therapy. They say, I can't find one. I can't afford one. Nobody can afford a therapist. And people have a hard time finding a therapist that, that fits their needs, suits their needs. And our therapist is all booked up. So you got to go check out Talkspace. This is a killer website. I'm proud to have these guys as a sponsor. They'll match you with a licensed therapist who will be able to reach out to you 24-7. That's right. Whenever something is on your mind, you'll hear back five days a week. And there are other benefits to online therapy, too. It's affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. One month on Talkspace costs about the same as a single person in-person appointment yeah you got that right it's actually cheaper than what i pay as well and you can all have your own personal alan we all need somebody to talk to and talkspace wants to give you the license support you deserve at a price you can afford just for our listeners you can get a hundred bucks off your first month with the code tuesdays plural that's a hundred clams off i mean this is a steal to match you with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app and use code TUESDAYS to get 100 smackers off your first month. That's TUESDAYS, Talkspace.com. All right. I actually uh, took a photo 
of the food, and I'm going to send it to you. I don't know, Shelby, I don't know if you can put this on the YouTube, splice it in just so the folks at home can see what kind of meat I'm slinging here. But uh, it is juicy, scrumptious, and just downright fuckable. Yeah, what a nice, what a nice time uh, that must have been. I can't wait to go there. I, I got two... Hit me. Two separate heckle stories. I got Ooh. a lot of crazy stuff going on over here. Wow, the world's coming back. And they're very different kinds of heckles. Mm. One was indoor, one was outdoor. One was, uh, you know, uh, a hip lady, one was a crazy person. One was uh, aggressive and one was subtle. It was. It's a real, I got a, a dichotomy. What's that mean? Yeah, I think that's something. I think that's a lesbian. I never really know what anything means. Yeah, yeah, I, I just say stuff and hopefully nobody stops me. That's I feel the same way. But that, now with the, the podcast and social media, you get a lot of like, hey, between you and me, you said uh, dichotomy, and that means, you know, bicycle or something. Right, <laughs> right, right. I still don't know what waste not, want not is, and I just, I let that one fly. I think it has to do with being fat. But ah. the first heckle, I was do, I'm still doing some uh, Zoom shows here and there because they're fun. We've talked about it. I like the Zoom show because I like closing that computer and turning the ball game on it's so nice no commute no nothing so i did the zoom show great show killer show it's like uh it's it's like a san francisco based i think and the guy hosting it was hilarious sammy something i forget his name onita maybe Mm, had a great joke i'll i'll figure it out i'll tweet or something but great Great guy. I don't. I don't know if he's a great guy. He's probably a great guy, but really funny guy. I watched this whole set. I was LOLing, and this other woman went on first, and she was great. I'm like, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. He's hilarious. She was hilarious. I'm sitting here between you and me. I got the hockey game on in the background. I got one eye on that, and then it's time to do my set. I go, let me focus up here, and the crowd was so nice, so supportive, and I do this joke that I, I used to do years ago. It never went anywhere. I brought it back. And it's about, this is a true story. Years ago, I lived in Harlem and I went to my car and there was like three African-American young youngsters sitting sure. on the, the hood and roof of my car. Ugh. And so I just didn't take the trip. True story. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't want to deal with that. That's crazy. That's and hilarious. So I just came back and my girlfriend at the time was like, where are you going? And I was like, ah, I'll visit my parents another day. I don't want to worry about it. Because yeah. it, you know, it's intimidating. Like, of course. Tell my friend, they're like, did you say something? I'm like, what are you, nuts? Yeah. I can't just kick six guys off my car. I, I felt terrible. And I, it's the joke's more about me being neurotic. I, I, I don't want to get into a beef with five guys. Plus, I already feel bad. I feel like I'm in their neighborhood, the whole thing. And they know your car now, or they would. Right. So I'm just like, it's a joke about me being neurotic, but I tell the joke, it gets some laughs, and then I just hear... Wow, if you're going to be racist, your joke better be tight. And I did the natural thing where you're kind of like uh, taken aback. So I was like, what? And she's like, if you're going to be racist, your joke had better be tight. And first of all, I thought the joke did pretty well. It's hard to tell on Zoom. But I said, uh, well, that's not not racist. Uh, The joke's about me being neurotic. I'm too nervous to say anything. I don't like confrontation. So I'd rather just not ask people to get off a thing that is mine. Yes. I'd rather just leave. I mean, the joke is about me. Obviously. Also, you um, live in Harlem. There's three guys on your car. They're being assholes. Who cares the color? It, it's a good bit. 
And so, in the joke, I'm like, I was woke before it was cool. This is how woke I am. So maybe because I was saying woke, but to me, it's like I'm tying in the idea that I did that because I, I'm concerned with racial equality, so I'll, I'll give them my car. I mean, that's the yes. joke. I thought it was pretty obvious, but I think she heard buzzword of white guy mentioning the race of people. Yep. And so I kind of explained that. I was like, it's a joke about me being neurotic. It's, it's not racist. And I was like, if that's a racist joke, it's the least racist joke I've ever heard of yes. any joke that's qualified as a racist joke. I'm like, I could tell you some jokes that'll really blow your fucking mind. And oh, sure. The nice thing was the chat kept being like, not racist at all. I'm black. I don't care. You're fine. You're good. But it's it was strange feeling to just be like, I was not expecting that. But in, in Zoom, I guess it's easy enough to just to unmute and say, hey, fuck you. It was very strange. A, a Zoom heckle. Did you get the look? A uh, look at the gal. I didn't know. I didn't really look, and it it there's a whole crowd there, so it's hard to see where it came from. Right, right. Yeah, well, but, it's just like a heckle when you get heckled in the bright lights, and you're like, God, if I could see you, I'd really make fun of your appearance, but I can't. Yeah, well, my thing was like, I'm like, let me just explain the joke. I, I feel like she doesn't get it. Um, but it was very annoying. And then the host, I, I really appreciate it. He went on after. He's like, what the hell was that? He's like, Joe, this is like the nicest guy in the business, which I appreciated. Um, yeah. But it's uh. one of those things where you're like, do you think I'm a big part of the problem here? <laughs> like you're, you're watching a comedy show. I, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm a comic in my yeah. fucking living room. We're all trying to, we're trying to entertain you. And again, it's like a joke of a, a real thing that happened, by the way. Yes. So I, I don't understand how this is racist or how you're like, I'm going to really stand up, uh, march and vote and, and donate money. But I'm like, I don't quite see how I'm contributing to a problem by yeah. saying, uh, yeah, these guys were on my card. So I didn't take the trip. Yeah. You, you know what this is? This is I don't know if the lady on the scooter had a helmet, but that's the same lady because you'll, you'll never mm. be able to convince her even if you're reason and have a rational point there's no convincing and she thinks if 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 she goes oh all right i got it you're right you're right then she's racist now it's this weird racism tag thing they do where they go i gotta call someone else racist so i feel better you know obviously the joke isn't racist she's probably had some racist thoughts she's got some guilt or she wants to be a hero and you're a honky, and uh, you were probably getting some chuckles. Maybe that didn't rub rubber the right way. It's it's clearly an internal thing, strife going on, and she's got to hit you with it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bummer. I mean, I wasn't. It didn't uh, worry me too much. It was one of those things where you hang up and you're like, that was crazy. No, but whatever. That and worries then, me. So last night, I'm at the stand, and you've been to the stand now. It's like killer they have like an insane show outside it's like a regular comedy club it feels just like a regular show yeah except every once in a while in the middle uh -oh. of my set i'm doing well trying some new here comes a crazy street person because union square is right there there's a whole skid row there there, there always was i haven't been in union square because i'm terrified now but i assume it's still there and oh, there's yeah, a couple hospitals there. around, but there's this guy he just starts walking like stage right like outside of the premises but right there i mean it's the street you could just yell in there yeah and this guy he was an unfortunate street person just screaming oh yeah well you shouldn't have it man I, you take alcohol drugs cocaine mushrooms it'll make you crazy and he's screaming it at me huh? and uh i think there's a video of it i think ned Ooh. from laughable videoed it 
Wow. I haven't watched it because I'm so afraid because I'm like, you can watch me go from like telling puns to like just shaking where I'm like, <laughs> okay, sir, take it easy. Yeah. And it was nerve wracking because it wasn't just a guy heckling. This was a, like a, an unfortunate fucking drug addicted street person maniac. Like he could have charged you. He started to, so he, he came around and he kept yelling and I had a couple jokes. I was like, well, wait till I get to the good stuff. And that got a big laugh. But then I get nervous because the bigger the laughs you get, the more, then he starts to, yes. what are you laughing at me? Yes. And so um, a couple times, I tried to just kind of look at my notes and be quiet. So he'd hopefully pass. And then I'd be like, oh boy, okay. Or whatever. I'm making kind of, and the crowd kept laughing. And every time they laughed, he'd be like, what is this? Wah! And then he came around to this side, stage left now, and there's an opening. Like over there, it's kind of fenced in a little. And yeah. he moved into the opening, and I've never been happier to see Will Sylvince appeared like a, like a spirit. Yeah! He came out, and Will, the, the, the guy was black, and Will was black, so that helps in some way. It makes it feel less racial, and Will's also yes. a, a fighter and a boxer. And then he came in, and then Polly, the owner, was there. Adele was right in the middle of it, so they were kind of standing in. And I talked to Will after. Will said, come on, man, where are you going? And ah. the, guy, the, guy, the guy kind of diffused the guy a little bit. Yeah. But it was definitely a moment where I was like, this guy could run at me and... I'm going to be in a situation here. And I mean, I can handle myself, but again, it's like this guy, I don't know if he's on PCP or crack or what the fuck he's on, sure. but he was, uh, he was living in the street for sure. And just like one of those guys. And I kept saying to the crowd, I'm like, stop laughing. I'm trying to deescalate this here. Yeah. And so it was really weird. And eventually he kind of wandered off and they were like, you're good, but tough to recover from that. You, you try to go back into like, Boy, you ever watch a movie with a friend right. and he's snoring? <laughs> like, it's just this weird thing. So it, that was spicy. But two very different heckles. Very different, yeah. And, I mean, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of connection between the, the Zoom coups and uh, old, uh, you know, hobo Harry over there. I mean, it's just crazy people who kind of want attention. You're getting attention. They want to be louder. And last thing I'll say about this uh, this cum guzzling skank with the uh, with the the racist thing, I think a lot of people think if they call someone racist, they're automatically winning. Like I can't be wrong. I'm doing social justice. Why would I be wrong? But it's like, yeah. First of all, you're watering down the word. Like I know you you think you're a hero, but you're you're that's an important word. You're kind of taking the teeth out of it, and you're just using it willy nilly for your own benefit. Whereas, uh, like. I don't know, a black person might actually feel a certain way, and you're just taking his oppression. I don't know. It, it really bugs me. I, they think they're heroes. They're, they're bad people. It's a strange, strange time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't, it's, ah, you can't prove, that's the other thing about racism. You can't really prove it. We need like a racism meter. You know, where you can be like, no, whoop, whoop, that guy's good. You're wrong. Well, that's what's nice about her saying it's a racist joke, at least, is you can be like, well, here's the joke. This is what I'm thinking with the joke. Yeah. And I'm open to being like, well, maybe it's racist, but I'm like, I'm just telling you a thing that happened and um, making it, pretending that I'm not afraid to confront the people and acting like, a, you know, I, I, I don't, no, I don't no, get no. it. I disagree strongly with the lady's feelings and opinions. We all do, and and I had a thing on Instagram where I, you know, you post a tweet that you put up, you know, you put it up on Instagram, and I put one that said, statistically, we've probably had a gay president, 
And, you know, it's like, oh, that's fun. Oh, never thought of it that way. Whatever. And then this one guy was like, look, dude. And it was like this long one. He goes, look, dude, I'm a fan. I like your stuff usually, but I'm sensing a lot of hate you're putting out towards groups that are traditionally oppressed. Mm. And I was like, man, how deep do you have to dig to try to find some you know, uh, blemish on my record or on my or on this joke. Like, you're really mining for some kind of uh, uh, uh what is the word? Uh, bigotry mm. or whatever. Like, what are we doing here? You're teetering on something. Why? I'm just saying statistically, it's interesting. I'm not shitting on gays. I'm not saying they shouldn't be president. It's like, dude, you're really looking for it now, aren't you? Right. Yeah. That's uh. That's. I don't like that guy one bit. I think he stinks. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> doesn't make and, any sense. Uh, Trinity, get out of here. You, you, you're, you're bordering on uh, being offensive towards, like, you need to stop being this way towards groups that are traditionally oppressed. I'm like, so we can't just, we can't talk about groups that have been traditionally oppressed, so I can't do a gay joke or a women joke or a black joke. It's like, what are we doing? That just cuts out a whole sect of comedy, a, a large sect, mind you. Gah! Premarital sects. There you go. It's it's a sin. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like I, part of me is like starting to type like, let me talk. Nah, fuck it. What, what's the point? This, this yeah, is on Instagram. Who gives a shit? This guy hates his dad and fucks his mom. Yeah, not worth it. But it's vexing. It's puzzling. It's frustrating. It's all the social media. Did you watch that social dilemma business? I haven't. The lady really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm too scared because I, I, I think I agree. Yeah, it's really wild, but that's what it's all about. It's all about this thing, and now you're arguing with this guy, and that guy is now consuming your thoughts, and it's no good. It's all, it's all a waste of this time and energy. I know. It, it's, it's crazy. Like George Carlin, I read his book, and he had this whole thing about how, isn't it weird that in the 1920s, everybody's just walking around, and then in the 1950s, there's TV and radio, and there's just radio waves going above your head, zillions of them all day, every day. One day they're there, one day one day they're not there, one day they're there. I'm not saying that means anything, but it's just kind of interesting. And I feel that the same way about thoughts. Like in the 90s, we were just walking around going, ah, I got to lose some weight. Uh, women don't like me. I got a zit. I, I shit myself. I wet the bed. But it wasn't like all this extra shit. Right. Yeah. Just so it's a whole there one day. A whole new world. A new disaster in my tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just but crazy anywho. that that didn't exist, and now it does. It just it's just there, and it's taking up brain space. But yeah, it's a weird it's a weird time. It's bittersweet though, because you can learn to play the piano. You can look at a tutorial. You can look on YouTube how to tie a tie. I don't have to call my dad, who won't answer. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It makes it harder to do all those things. In the old days, you could learn piano. Now they claim you can learn piano on the YouTube, but you can't. You just get distracted by the other shit. So I, I, that's a bunch of hogwash, if you ask me. Well, I mean, you got you got map map quest. I mean, how often do you use your oh, maps? I see. Those you know, things is nice. Yeah, Venmo and uh, iTunes and all that. You don't have to go buy the Boys to Men album. You can just pop it in. Yeah, those things are nice. But we got by without them. That's true. It's that is a, true. It's confusing for sure. I mean, but we're able to do this. Look at this. We're we're talking and we're in different uh, neighborhoods. Yeah, bittersweet, bittersweet. But we go too far, you know. We, everything goes too far, and we got to push it back. 
Click it know? back. Hopefully it's not too late. But let's get let's back into some positive notes here. I feel like we're going down in the Sorry. dumps. We're talking these kids these days. We're talking all <laughs> oh, the shit. I, I feel like people are going to lose people here. All right. You're right. You're right. It just it just bugs me. I I, I just see through all this bullshit, and, uh, and I feel like everybody's just kind of – it's almost like a brainwash where they're, like, in it, and they can't see. And then it's like uh, you, you think – all right, in 1920, that guy was walking around with a hat on. Now that guy's dead. You think he was sitting around going, ah, oh, that guy thought I was racist, you know, whatever. I don't know. All right. It's well, that a, guy probably was racist. That's true. That's a good point. But, <laughs> but we're you're just walking bugged. Around. I'm bugged. We're all bugged. All right, we're bugged. Lots so of my, bugs. My apartment's bugged. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, well, I just got to gotta give a shout-out to... Um, to the, the stress factory. Man, they got a hell of a setup over there. People are coming out. It's real people. You know, sometimes you go to Brooklyn and do a, a show on a roof and everybody hates you. And then you go out here, they've got families, they got a mortgage, and they just they just want to chuckle. They love a good dick joke and there's there's no uh no dissecting of the uh, humor. They just laugh or they don't laugh. I love that. I think I'm gonna be there soon. Oh, nice. Finalizing. Yes, yes. I got all kinds of dates on the book, so check the uh, the website, folks. Um, boy, I got a long story, but it's long. Oh, right. I got to give a shout-out to Johnny Lee, by the way. Johnny Lee is the guy who hooked up all the BBQ. Hey, Johnny Lee, thank you. Same initials, my friend. Aha, uh-huh. there you go. John Good Lee name, Hooker. Johnny Lee. Sounds like a, like a blues guitarist. Well, there's John Lee Hooker and there's Johnny Lang, so it's right in the middle there. Uh... Hooker's a name. You think that came from a hooker in the family? You know, like, this is John Smith. He was like a, a locksmith in the day. Or this is Jimmy Taylor. He was a, His dad was a tailor. You know, that's how they named you before. Yeah, Armstrong. That was like a big, strong fucking douche. Right. Now he's Billy a deodorant. Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. What else is there? But they, they, don't, they don't keep that up. There's no, like, bill data entry. Uh, that could be a bit. I don't know. That's. And then there's O'Connor. That's of the Connor. Ah. Like fucking, you know, Connor McGrath would fuck someone in the ass and then have a kid, and they're like, it's O'Connor. Right, right. And every black kid in my neighborhood was Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln. I'm like, I think your your, your mom got railed by a, a presidential candidate. <laughs> Maybe not a mom, but a, a great-grandmom. I mean, oh, Washington, that's what I mean. he died in 1492. Sailed the ocean blue. And uh, um, he got he got blown. Well, uh, so should I tell this thing? Or yeah, you go because I'm going to say this. How long this, is your long? We got I mean, it's going to be minutes. a 15 minute or at least. So you oh, go. Shit. I just what? Had a did it freeze? Oh god. Oh no. What happened? Talk to me, sister. Oh, I think you've, you're, you're all you're, frozen. You're, I, I you're lost choppy. you. Oh God! Well, I didn't My say anything. My internet connection's unstable. I think you got an unstable connect. Yeah. What the fuck is that? All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You're good. Keep talking. Right. Shelby says. All right. So should I go or are you going? You go because I got a I got a 15 minute saga. All right. All right. I'll I'll tell a quick one. It's quickish. We got five minutes here, and then I gotta go to the Jersey. You gotta go to Jersey. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what right. the fu- I don't know what the fuck's happened with my Wi-Fi here. Uh-oh. Well, you you you're you're coming through crystal clear for me. Just every now and then you you Michael J. Fox it a little with a 
All right, beautiful. Well, last night, two nights ago, whatever night it was, it doesn't matter, whenever it came out last week, I went back to Royersford, PA, Soul Joel's comedy series. The and best. This was, uh, this was a classic, classic night. So we booked the show, and, you know, I've, I've talked to Louie, and Louie's like, CK, he's like, what's that show all about? You keep talking about that show. It Ooh. sounds fun. I wouldn't mind doing it. So I said, well, why don't you just come down with me that way? Because he's got no act right now. He's kind of working on things. He's, you know, figuring it out and outdoor shows, the cameras, whatever, whatever the fuck. So he's like, well, maybe I'll go down with you. And I said, well, that's beautiful. We'll set something up. We'll do a Joe List and Friends. You come. I'll bring Sarah. Maybe we'll grab even Ari. He'll come down. We'll all go down together. So we set it all up, and, and Soul Joe's all pumped. He says, that sounds great. And, and he's so grateful because we've been talking about how great the room yes. is and how good the show is and all this stuff. Best so he show says, in PA. So why don't you come down? We'll all come down. I said, great. It'll be one of those classic shows where we all drive together like the old days. Yeah. So I talked to Louie. I talked to Ari. I talked to Sarah. James Matter, and he's like the house MC down there. He's just like living down there, having a great time performing on the beach every, every day. And yeah. boy, is he just rock solid. Yeah, so funny. He's just so good. Great egg and the best host in America, maybe. So he's killer. So we all get it together. It's a Wednesday show, but you know how it goes. You got to get everyone together, and I'm paranoid about time. If we're up to me, would leave at 10 a.m. and just get a room down there. I believe it. So I'm talking to the big the big guy, and I say we got to leave your house by 4 p.m. at the latest. I'll be there at 3:30. So I call Ari and I say, get your lanky ass dumb face over there. He's over this side of the city. He's over on this side of the city. So we all go down there. Sarah and I are down there an hour early. We get a slice at Joe's. And don't you just love the anticipation of a gig when you're like, you guys want a slice? You want a slice? You know you're all about to meet up. You're like, we're going to talk about this. I got this to talk about. I'm having a nice slice. And Ari comes walking up the street. We see Ari. Hey, Ari. We all go over there. And Louie's behind. He's like, I got to jump in the shower, the whole thing. Uh, but you, you hate the jump in the shower guy. Hate the jump. And he's the big celeb, so you got you to gotta pamper him and wipe his ass. It's a whole thing. Got to pamper. So we walk, around the, we walk around the block. We try a new coffee place. We get some sweets. It's beautiful. We meet up with Sweet Lou. We go over. We get his car. He's going to drive. He's got a big SUV. He goes, Ooh. I'll drive. I type it into Google Maps, and he starts going one way. I go, make a left here. It's 44 minutes faster. Jesus H. Cuckoo dick. And this is just in in the neighborhood. So he goes, how can that be? And I was like, I don't know, but just trust the internet. Because these older guys, they don't trust the internet. I go, just listen to me. And then Ari, he pulls it up, and he goes, no, no, it says the same thing on my thing. So I go, make a left here, a left here. We're saving 45 minutes Jeez. We get to the entrance of the tunnel. Big cone set up. This road is closed. You can't get to the tunnel ah. from here. That didn't, it didn't get scooped up by Google Maps. Right. So that's why it said 44 minutes slower. The Google Maps didn't know. So now uh. we're fucked. That we so already he, left late. He didn't do it or he did do it? Well, we went all the way around to do it, ah, but then there's cones. But, got but it, got Siri, it. Siri didn't know about the cone. She's got a got serious it. problem. So now we're fucked. Now I'm like, now we're 45 minutes. 20 minutes have passed. Now it's going to be 45 minutes. So Louie's like, don't worry. I'll figure something out. So he just starts flooring it up the street like fucking Bruce Willis. 
He's wow. like, I know a trick, and we're, we're going up over the curb, around the sidewalk, up my ass. Uh, you know, so we get back. We weasel into the traffic now, and it's just a, a melee, even during COVID. The, the huh. city is a nightmare. You got cars coming from eight different directions, and yep. we're doing the like, hey, can we come in? Would you mind if we we had to hide Ari's face because it's so ugly? Sure. And you know, Idiots. Sarah's got her tits on the window. I got my asshole in the on the stick shift. Yeah. We finally get into the tunnel, and now we're, now we're cruising. We're all driving down, and the arrival time says six forty, which is not ideal. Shows at seven. I wanted to get some food, whatever, whatever. We have cigars. I wanted to have a cigar. Uh huh. Then we're talking. I got the lady with the sound on saying, take a right here. And I get from the front seat. I got the directions on. We don't need those directions. Don't worry. We get into the conversation. Everyone's excited. I keep looking at the arrival time. We're staying steady at 640. I look out the window. You know, I look over there. I kiss my wife on the tits. I look at the thing. Arrival time, 707. We flew past the exit. We weren't. No one's paying attention. Nobody's looking. So now we're 10 miles past the exit, and now the new directions are taking us directly into Philadelphia proper. Oh! So we, now we're late, and, and we're just we're driving 130 miles an hour. We're in, weaving in and out of traffic. We're all holding on to the handles. We're screaming. We're crying. We get there right at showtime. James is there. Joel's there. Packed house. Couple hundred people. Tuesdays. Go Pack Joe in the front row. Woo-hoo! And the lineup is James Mattern, Sarah, Louie, Ari, me. Killer show. Wow. Classic killer. We're all lined up on the hill watching each other. We're smoking cigars. Ari and I have cigars. Louie's smoking like an American spirit cigarette. Wow. Sarah's Bad boy. not smoking anything, but we're having a nice time. We're all watching each other, laughing, pushing each other into the bushes. Great show. It's one of those magical shows where the whole car is the show. Yes. Then afterwards, we're starving. We leave, and they want to just take off. So the car's already running. I come running off like fucking Bob Dylan. Joel hands me the check as I go running past, jump in the car. I'm like, there's a Wendy's up the street. Let's hit Wendy's. We go (laughs) in the drive-thru. We get $48 of the food. They hand us a shopping bag. Louie's handing out burgers like he's our dad. We pull over. We're all sitting there eating burgers in the car. What's more fun than fast food with comics in a car after a gig? Yeah, nothing better. How much did Joel shit a brick when you showed up with that guy? Uh, He was thrilled. He knew it was coming. He was so Ah. excited and uh, big deal, big whole thing. Then I go, I I don't want to get too crazy here. We're eating the Wendy's and, you know, because it's a weird thing because, you know, Ari and and Louie, they're veterans and I'm the youngest one in the car, but it's also my gig. So it's this weird power thing. And I'm like... They went for the Wendy's. They went for the leaving early. And I was like, they got Wegmans has the best chocolate chip cookies of all time. I'm like, I don't want to break up the party. But if you stop at this Wegmans, it's eight minutes away. I'm buying everyone chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Everyone goes, yeah. He goes, we'll do it. Everyone goes, yeah. We're all going nuts. We go to Wegmans. I buy a stack. Every chocolate chip cookie they had left, I bought a stack of them, handed them out like fucking Santa Claus. Wow. We all sat in the car eating Wegmans chocolate chip cookies. We got chocolate and shit and cum all over our faces. Woo. We drive all the way back. The Holland Tunnel is closed eastbound. Keep that in mind when you're going to Jersey. It's just closed so we had to go up and around and find the Lincoln Tunnel. We missed the tunnel. We hit a parking lot. We hit a speed bump at 60 miles an hour. Everything went flying. Cookies everywhere. Woo, Wild this, night. This is like a John Hughes film. It was insane. I said that exact same thing. Come on. I said that. 
Then we get through the Lincoln Tunnel. We drive all the way back down to Louis' house. Right as he's going to pull into his garage, he goes, what am I doing? I'll just drive you to Queens. Oh! We're like, what? Come on. And he's like, Ari, right, you got to come with me. I want you to keep hanging out. So we <laughs> jump on. the. We drive over the Williamsburg, around the BQE, drops us at his house. They take off. We come in. We eat our second cookies. We 69 till we both come. Best night in comedy I've had in, in 20 since Sinbad had that thing in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a tale. And you really spun that yarn, baby. That was great. I'm well, hard. There's more details, but we ran out of time. We got to go to Jersey and uh, the whole thing. Well, are you going to Jersey? Are you driving back and forth? Yeah, yeah. Doug Key's wow. driving. I'm, I'm going to meet him in a minute, and uh, we're going to come back after the, sh- the late show. Oh, all right. Well, go down early tomorrow. We'll be on the beach. You should come down oh. before the show. That's a great idea. It's going to be 60 degrees, but we could hang, play cards, have a cigar, fuck in the ass or whatever. How, how far is that from this um, club? I don't know, but it's a lot closer than the city. Here, here. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Look it up. Shoot me a text and uh, bang your dad. Good stuff. Check our websites. Watch our special. You hit a million. Congratulations. Big one mil for the fat man. And, uh, yeah, you know, albums, Patreon's cooking. I just put up an hour queef. We got a fucking uh, Stranger by the Lake jizz fest all over that. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Get on it. Tell a friend and uh, go gay. Yeah, great time for the Patreon. We did another bonus, too. And then September 26th, this Saturday, I think, I'm at Worcester. Uh, woo-ha-ha in Worcester. So Ooh. check that out. And then we uh, got the uh, the other thing, the Fairfield Comedy Show, October 11th. That's both of us, Sunday. Yes, co-headlining, and uh, I'm doing Soul Joel's again, I think October 21st, but I could be wrong. Check the site. And, uh, yeah, I'm all over Connecticut. Uh, we're doing gigs, folks. Come see us. Yeah. Um, all right, beautiful. Good stuff. I got to run. Praise Allah. Bye-bye. George is saying cut it. <laughs>